You're now listening to J House Podcast Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wine be the gang and you know them niggas Boot it up, turned up, piped up I'm back, baby, where the love I'm back, baby, where the love I'm back, baby, where the love Boot it up, turned up Yo, 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 what's up, bro? I'm just chilling. Just chilling, just vibing. I feel you, I feel you. How yeah. goes things? I know. I'm talking good. The missus is asleep right now. No, oh, I feel you, I feel you on that. My wife's asleep too. My grandma's taking the taking the kid home. So <clears throat> we'll get some time off and stuff to chill, take a break. From being parents for like a day or two, maybe. So, that might be a dead soon enough. Yeah, I can't wait for you, bro. I can't wait for you. The day you do, it's gonna be crazy. So now we're just uh, waiting on Evan to get on in here. But uh, and by uh, uh, Allison might be pregnant. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? It's a possibility. My side of wait until she says she's been feeling really different lately. And then so we gotta buy a pregnancy test in a, about a week. Oh man. Congrats, bro. Congrats on the possibility. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome. Bro. I'm excited. Def- definitely doing doing uh doing kid kid park days now. We definitely have to <laughs> I'm doing hot girl shit. I'm doing hot girl shit. (laughs) (laughs) If it's that I'm doing hot girl. But oh my gosh, man. Wow. That's crazy, bro. I've been talking I've been talking to Cody about the uh about the uh the logo change and I told him I'm thinking about just putting me, you and Evan and him into a podcast to talk about it. All right. Yeah, we'll definitely do it. Into a group chat into a group chat, not a podcast, fuck into a group chat. Just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, man? Oh, he's dead. He's gone. Rip. He can't be. You're a brother to a seven. You were balance to the force. (laughs) Not destroy it. Yo. Yo, have you there? I'm here. Oh, what's up, bro? What's up? What's up? Hold on. Just experiencing a little bit of technical issues. I got you. We're hanging in there with you. Oh, computer's on fire. Just a little bit of technical difficulty. Just give it a sec. <laughs> he Shout tried prices. Yeah. Shout out to AJ for uh, giving me a little bit of his Hennessy. It smells super strong, and I cannot wait to sip it. Oh God, AJ's in a don't. I'm good now. Jeez. You good? AJ's see. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Welcome everyone who's going to tune in later. This is J House Podcast Radio After Hours. Um, after hours. After hours. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> man, like I already know the subject we're going to talk about today. But like, I just want to say this before we begin. That. Movie Wonder Woman 18, not 1984. <laughs> 18. That, 18. 
1984, that movie was the bomb. Started out a little crazy, but then it just, oh my God. If you yeah. haven't watched it yet, bro, go watch I'm tempted, it. I'm, I'm tempted to get HBO Go just so I can, or HBO, uh, whatever it is now, HBO. And yeah, just HBO watch Max. it. Yeah, HBO yeah. Max, that's what it is. I don't you know. Can watch why. it there. Any online sites you go to, you can watch it there too. I know. When it comes to like, when it comes to like movies, the first time seeing it, I don't pirate it just be, unless it's it because I love it. it. Uh, like it, it's just a great movie. I'll anyway. watch it, Gators, because I haven't been long. I've missed it. I don't. I yeah. don't have money for a theater. You know, I I don't have time for it. So I feel you. I feel you. I don't know. I might well, go to. I might plan a date night and go watch it with Allison, but. Y'all are gonna love it, man. These critics are out here tripping. It's already lost its certified fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that means anything, but that means it nothing. Means absolutely nothing. It means nothing like, unless you're on a Shrek too. Like, bro, you catch a hint of honesty, or even try to remotely do something like real or truthful with a superhero movie, bro, like, Eric, bro, th- th- this is the same Rotten Tomatoes. That for the first two weeks it was out, had The Last Jedi as the best reviewed Star Wars film ever, including Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> this, is, this is the same Rotten Tomatoes that had Venom at like a 14. A 14. Yeah. And so I, I don't put a lot of now. I, I, I do put stock because they have two scores on their website. They've got the critic score, which is shown whenever you Google something, but then they've got the audience score. Now, I I do put some value into the audience score because typically the audience score kind of feels more in line with how I feel a movie is. I mean, I'll give you an example, not to start an argument because we do have a topic to do today. Like, uh, like, because with Batman v Superman, like, I, I mean, uh, of course, I agree. Twenty eight is way too low. That is Cause when low. I think, because when I hear twenty eight, I I think you know, worst film of the year, terrible, not even worth watching. Yeah, that's way too low. The audience score for that movie is a sixty two. I looked just before I came on here. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds Six about out right. of ten. That, that that's about what I give Batman v Superman. That's. That's accurate. I, I'd give it that. Like, yeah, in my opinion, like, it's not the greatest movie, but yeah, six out of ten seems pretty reasonable. No, I mean, I think I've told Eric. I think it was good, not great. Yeah, and I think I left kind of underwhelmed. But that's that's I'm not yeah. about to try. No, no, no. I got I'm you. not I about. Got you. I'm not about to start up a huge Zack Snyder argument. There's, that's going to come later. There's uh, no, there's no <laughs> argument. Not, there's there's no argument not, to be had. I totally respect it. I totally respect Yeah, it. me and Eric, me and Eric talked about it at work. I was, I was telling him how Batman v Superman. Well, it's, it's it's a good movie. It's just not it's not it's not my cup of tea for that movie. I just didn't like it. I respect it. I respect it. But today, I, I'm excited for today's topic because I don't even know what today's topic is. Th- th- this is one of those. Th- this is one. I'll tell you that this is one of those things that I feel like this can finally be put to rest. Because I've been sick of hearing this defense. So David Ayer had posted a tweet that I found out is from 2017. Long story short, it's a uh, apology for Suicide Squad. He's apologizing for everything that went wrong in the film. Uh, 
But I mean, Eric, if you want, man, I can read this whole thing real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric told me. Yeah. Eric told me that he was gonna that you were gonna send it to me. So I, I was gonna. Tell yeah, you. I forgot to but, send it to. Oh, me. Eric, you de- you totally didn't deliver. Oh, I'm sorry about that, man. That's uh, on me. Uh, yeah, that's on me. That's my fault. Yeah, just read. Here's what he yeah. said. Here's what he said, and we can break it down kind of paragraph by paragraph and react as we go along. Yeah. Uh, so he says, thank you so much. I know it's a controversial film. I really tried to make something different with a look and a voice of its own. I took inspiration from the insanity of the original comic. Making a movie is a journey, not a straight line. I learned so much. People want what they want, and everyone has a personal vision of how each character should look and walk and talk. If you set out to make a mass appeal movie, it's easy to end up with vanilla, but I went for it. And I know Squad has its flaws. Hell, the whole world knows it. Nothing hurts more than to pick up a newspaper and see a couple years of your blood, sweat, and tears ripped to shreds. The hate game is strong out there. So I'll stop right there for that first half. Um, and I'll just give y'all real quick my two cents and then pass it off to y'all. Um, I, I just felt like he was kind of venting in that first half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he was just like, look, it was a controversial film. I acknowledge it wasn't perfect. I tried. Um, and the, you know, the, the only part of that I kind of rolled my eyes at and Eric, you might get mad at me for saying this, but when he started going on about, you know, nothing hurts more than to blah, 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 see something you worked on hard, get ripped to shreds. Yeah. The only reason I rolled my eyes at that is, you know, welcome to the world of being a director or, or what welcome to the world of being in anything related to entertainment. Like, yeah. you know this is like, like you know this is gonna happen yeah that like you're not gonna make like you're not gonna release citizen kane every time you make a movie you know what i mean and, and this and this bowls over into sports whenever the kicker misses the field goal it don't no one gives a shit how hard he worked in practice if you miss the field goal you miss the field goal right you know so you know, don't go looking for sympathy. Like you signed up for this, and I'm not going to take like David's a good director, but I just kind of rolled my eyes at that. But I mean, I'm sure it does hurt, and I'm not going to question how hard he worked on it. I'm sure he worked very hard on it. Yeah. Um, just because you work hard on something doesn't mean it has to be good. Yeah, I mean, like, basically, my reaction to that first half is, well, you know, David, welcome to being a director. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, he, he kind of – go ahead, Eric. No, I was saying, I I cut him slack, actually, for just for this one. I cut him slack in this first half because, you know, I'm looking at who we're dealing with when it comes down to these projects, and we all have. And, you know, and like I said, we can go – of course, yeah, like you said, that's right. I totally agree that's part of the game releasing something that you've worked hard for knowing that people might like it and people might not, you know what I'm saying? That's part of the game. That's just what it is being a director. But where I cut him slack on this is that, you know, what technically what, what you may have in mind, you know, what you're fighting for or whatever you want to do you know, it's not because at the end of the day, a director still has to 
work with a studio. He's got to work with a brand and they want this sort of specific idea for, you know what I'm saying? What they want to do. And I, and I cut him slack because David A is an amazing director. We know what he can do. Fury, you know what I'm saying? Uh, is just one example, you know, so many great movies and he's a talented director, but it's, I mean, hell, Fox told George that, you know, if you go ahead with these prequels, we think these mugs are going to suck very badly. And boy, were they wrong. You know, yeah, they caught their bit of, they caught their slack, of course. And, but then you fast forward to now, which is almost 10, 15, what years later. And who's really complaining about those anymore? You know what I'm saying? So, in the spirit of fairness, I hear a lot of prequels fans say that. They, they say stuff like, and now, granted, you already know I'm somebody who kind of likes the prequels. I don't love them, but they're not terrible. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that now we've seen the sequel trilogy and people are like, you know what? Compared to this, prequels ain't that bad. No, that's the Clone Wars. Clone Wars is what made the prequel. That's what everybody was like, mm, prequels. Well, for people that actually watched, I mean, the Clone Wars, I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah. I'd agree with that. I mean, I mean, I feel like some of it has to be because I've read a lot of people who are like who have said what I just said about how they hated the prequels, but then they saw the sequels and they were kind of like, but yeah, they, this the sequels aren't that bad compared to this. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you, if you compare anything to like dog shit, you know, you're it's the other thing's not going to seem that bad. Well, I, I well, disagree I mean, with that like, point. Is that for? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, I just kind of look at it as, you know, you break up with one girl because you thought she was crazy, so you start dating this other girl who's like three times crazier, and then you you look back and you're like, oh, well, damn. You well, know? Not that crazy. I not that bad. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I mean, I may not have been the happiest dude running around in that relationship, but damn it, I'm happier than I am now. I was happy than yeah. now. That's just how I see it. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say this. I appreciate the prequels a lot more having seen the sequels. Now, I, n- I never hated the prequels, even though I thought number one and two were filled with some cringe fucking acting. I can forgive. <laughs> the scene. I, yes, I can forgive that before Eric gets mad. I I'm can not, forgive bro, that. I'm not going to be mad. At I, I, I can forgive bro. the I don't like Sandline. Because an hour later, I was treated to an epic showdown on Geonosis and Anakin and Obi-Wan versus Dooku, and then later Yoda versus Dooku. So I can forgive that. No, but did you not notice? Did you not notice? The whole fight took place on sand. I'm not going to... I'm not even going to... I can't be mad about that because, I mean... It is what it is. Anybody's reaction to the prequels back then, you know, I mean, have your way with that. But, like, at the end of the day, we still understand where the most valuable parts of Star Wars came from. So, I mean, and that's just me. That's just me. But back to the main back, point. Back, back to the air thing. It yeah. depends on who you're dealing with. Like we just talked about George and Fox. Fox still didn't try to cut up or say, Hey George, you can't do that. No, they let him do it. And they got what they got. And that's what it is. They told him the same thing about the original trilogy, all six star Wars movies, as a matter of fact. And that's what happened. 
So, and now we know where that got, <laughs> we know so, where Eric, that I'm got. I'm sorry to cut you off again. Just as soon as you started talking, I'm very sorry. I promise I won't do it again. You're fine, man. But I, 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 I see where you're going with this. He, here's the problem. David doesn't really seem to be making the claim that Warner Brothers interfered. I'm reading what he said here, and he's saying that he fucked you know, up. I mean, yeah, that, that it, it seems to me like David is biting the bullet, like he's taking it. Yeah, like he because he said, you know, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this, and and people didn't like it. So, I mean, I feel like on this one because it, it just kind of sounded like you were about to put some of the blame on Warner Brothers. No, but in it's... this case, in this case, it seems like. David had a hundred percent control. He did his thing, and it didn't work. Then that, oh if if that was the case, then no. And no, I'm not. We already we've how many times did we hash that out? That all the blame goes to Warner Brothers a billion times, but that would contradict every single tweet this man has since 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 then. And when I've told you, I've told you this that a lot of the stuff he wanted to do with Suicide Squad was concept. You know, none of it was filmed, if if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. I don't know. But a lot of it was concept that he was talking about. And I'm like, okay, in concept, this would have been very great. This would have been awesome. You know what I'm saying? And he, he apologized for his take on the Joker. You know what I'm saying? Personally, I don't think he should have. But, I mean, if he did, that's fine. That's fine. I respect that. If he, you know, if that's how it was, that's how it was. I totally get that. But, I mean, some <laughs> when it comes down to this air cut, it's uh, so much is just not clear. You know what I'm saying? He, of course, he apologized, but then he goes on talking about what should have been, what could have been, how what happened. And, you know, I'm like, okay, so what is this isn't like the Snyder cut. This isn't this isn't that this is, you know, what what else? What are we? What else do we not know about this whole thing? So I don't know. I don't know. But I, well, you I, know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty. So yeah. Well, I mean, so so Matt, what's your reaction to this before I finish reading it? I mean, what do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I do actually. Like, um, I mean, yeah, like it's him biting the bullet, and it's him being like, "Oh yeah, you know, this is my fault." And he's like, "Yeah, this movie was not as good as it could have been. It wasn't." He and his like he's like yeah I worked hard on this though he's like I worked really hard on this and it's, it hurts me it hurts my little heart to see everybody rip it to shreds I was, well, you know if you make a bad movie you're gonna get bad reviews you made a mediocre mm-hmm. movie and you got mediocre reviews I'm not saying it's a great movie I liked it in my opinion I liked it but in still it's not a great movie it's an okay mm-hmm. movie it's a mediocre well, movie yeah and, and I just can't take sympathy on any. It's it's hard for me to sympathize with a celebrity unless they really go like like whenever Zach lost his daughter something where I was like yeah. like damn my heart really hurts for you brother like I hate that hat like like that broke my heart but stuff like this and and celebs are just whining because someone was mean to them I'm just like yeah you probably cried in your twenty thousand dollar Gucci suit got in your seven hundred thousand dollar Bentley and drove to your million dollar home in the of uh, the in the Beverly Hills area. So it's like, you know, you know cry, cry me a river on that one. Cry me a river. Oh, oh, Gertrude, pass me the hundreds. I need to wipe my tears. Exactly. 
So, <laughs> but to me, throw it out for the poor people. This is where it gets interesting, and this is where I really think the majority of our conversation is going to lie. I kind of wanted to fly through that. So, here's where it gets good. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. He goes on to say the movie was wildly successful commercially. He's not wrong. I think it made $700 million. Uh, And the world got introduced to some very cool characters in the DC universe. And that success is due exactly to the wonder and power of DC and its characters. Would I do a lot of things differently? Yep, for sure. This last paragraph's my favorite. Wish I had a time machine. I'd make Joker the main villain and engineer a more grounded story. I have to take the good and bad and learn from it. I love making movies and I love DC. I'm a high school dropout and used to paint houses for a living. I'm lucky to have the job I have. To give the mm. real characters the stories and plot they deserve next time. Real talk. Final sentence. This is where it gets good. And no, there isn't a secret edit of the film with a bunch of Joker scenes hidden in a salt mine somewhere. All right. Ooh. Real quick, Lord, I mean, he called out Zach. Real quick, let he me called say, out Zach. Let me say a couple things. Well, I didn't really read it as calling out Zach, but <laughs> here's my reaction to this. Um, that that whole thing about I'd make the Joker the main villain and engineer a more grounded story. Well, dirt the dirt. That's what all the Suicide Squad fans thought they were going to see when they bought a ticket to the movie, because. If you watch the trailers for that film, Jared Leto's Joker is in every single one of them. Marketing. He was in the movie for like what five minutes altogether? Yeah. At the most. Marketed. I mean, marketed they, heavily. They really and and you know I actually have a poster from that movie because I got it before I saw it. Um, and Jared Leto's Joker is his logo's really big on it. You yeah. go by the DVD, he's on the cover. He's huge on the cover. And so it was incredibly disappointing when we find out Joker was nothing more than a marketing tactic to get people to come see the movie. Yeah. So it was a terrible was. Joker. It was a terrible fucking Joker. It was, on top of what we saw being very underwhelming, yes. Yes. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he wished he had a time machine. I'm very glad he admits that because I got to be honest. My biggest pet peeve with DCEU people is the way in which everybody assumes that everybody went through what Zach went through. Everybody assumes that just because this movie's not good, that there's got to be a secret edit somewhere where it's just an amazing film and Warner Brothers just can't help themselves. When no, in this case, David Ayer has said it. He said, I messed up. It was not a great movie. And no, I don't have, there is not a cut of this film with more Joker scenes and more everything that would have made the movie really, it doesn't exist. It does not exist. This time it's for real. It doesn't exist. So for the love of God and all that is holy, can we please put this to bed now? Like, well, honestly, like, okay, I gotta admit. So like the the, the 
like, I wish that he would have had the Joker as the main villain. Like, because imagine, you know, the Suicide Squad gets sent to take out the Joker. Harley has to go and fight. Something sticks her to the Suicide Squad that causes her to fight the Joker for some reason. For some reason, like, there's a ground, like, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't make up a reason for her to even fight him, but it would actually be really well, cool. That like, might be a reason. Well, yeah, you know, it's hard, but, like, they could have easily made Harley and the Joker the villains, or they could have done the ending of Suicide Squad, where he busts Harley out of jail, do something like that, to where they escape, and it's just them leaving, and that's it, in the movie or something. I don't know, I'm not, not a, I'm, 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 I'm too tired to think about that, but anyway, like, think about it, because, you know, the whole Enchantress thing, where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Enchantress, she's dead now, oh, he stabbed her heart. Sad. Like, I was, there was no emotion there for me. Like I just didn't feel anything because Enchantress is not exactly something that. And she, I didn't. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not know who Enchantress was until I watched that movie. I had no idea who she was. Mm. I never read anything with her in it at all until I didn't know who she was until that movie. Like imagine, imagine the amount of emotions that Harley has to feel like as she like as before she has to pull the trigger on the Joker. Or some shit like that. Imagine the emotion. Like, like, oh, well, that's Harley and the Joker. You know, she actually loves them, but the Joker's the Joker. You know, it's like, oh. And she has to pull the trigger on him while she's still wearing that pudding choker. Yeah. Like, that shit, that would have been... That, that, that would have been heartbreaking. Yeah. That would have been like... That would have been like... Um, the ending of Black Panther level of emotional. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I don't know like, like, uh, like, like that, that would have been that would that would have been a good thing. Like, and of course, he said a more grounded story. It's like, well, that should have been your start from the beginning is to have a grounded story. Like, yeah. why wasn't that at the top of your fucking to do list? It's like, think? yeah, it's, on, it's, it's like, yeah, that's on you. Of course, it's on you because you didn't have. Like, why are you gonna have? Like, why are you gonna say I could have had a more grounded story if I had a time machine? It's like, no, you could have had a more grounded story that was number one in your fucking to do list. It seemed like number one was make money. Yup. Yeah. So, like, you were just like, Joker can be a selling point. Uh, the, like, you had like a hundred tier list, and the very end of that list, you were grounded story. Yeah. It's like that, that, that always has to be a screenwriter or a director's top fucking, top fucking thing. Like, keep in mind, like, okay, I've been, since I was like 14, I have been writing the story. I don't know if I want to make a movie of it. I don't know if I want to do a TV show. I don't know if I want to write a book. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. I have had to throw away the story three separate times. Just because of the way the story goes, it doesn't make sense. It's not a ground story. So I've had to rewrite a bunch of different aspects of everything. Yeah. And so I understand that, like, you know, it's hard to make a ground story because I'm still trying to make a fucking ground story. But, like, that's, that has to be top. That has to be number one on the list of all times, right? I guess it's that. Um, so I can't. I can't exactly be like, oh, well, my heart goes out to you, David. Like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, because I'm not. The way like, I don't know. The way that it seems to shape up overall is the fact that he. I mean, judging from that, yeah, he made a a mistake with the film, and then like. 
July 1st, 2020, he tweets that the cut definitely exists and that you need to ask AT&T and HBO Max to let it see sunlight. And then again, on November 1st, which was a month ago, he tweets, "Can someone tweeted, can you confirm any rumors to this? Is it true? Can you, you know, comment that it's going to be released or whatever, that it's real? And he says, not true. So I, it, to me, it sounds like, and this is just me, it sounds like he sort of understood that, yeah, that mistake was made. And, you know, yeah, he wishes he could go back in time. And, oh, wait, maybe there could be hope if... You know, if Zach got his cut, maybe I could get mine. Two different cases probably wouldn't even work the same way. Um, also, as well, judging to by that last line where, you know, there's no Joker scenes hidden in a salt mine somewhere. I remember that day when I went to go see Suicide Squad and so many people were on Twitter like, you know, hey, we needed more Joker scenes. More jo-. Like he was only in there for like a few minutes, more Joker scenes a lot of the Twitter community was up in arms about that because they wanted more Joker. So that's referring to, you know, because we, we do have some deleted scenes where there's, you know, Joker in it, but they never made, they didn't make it in the movie. They're just deleted scenes. But Well, that, but I mean, Eric, this all goes back to like the marketing of this film. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why people expected so much Joker. I mean, it's not like people just, it's not like there was just a rumor circulating that Joker was going to be in the movie and people went based off that. It would have been one thing to just have like a surprise factor. I mean, this may have actually worked better. Don't have them in any trailers. Have them appear in one scene and hint that he's going to become more prominent later on down the road. Because, you know, that's or, one thing or, that the MC Or, like, don't film them at all. That, and then, like, boom, well, yeah. Joker breaks out of like, prison. Like, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, one, that would have been epic. But, like, one thing that the MCU does better than anybody and the DCEU, for whatever reason, can't, is end a movie on that suspense so you think, oh, shit, something really big is coming next. You know what I mean? Like, something... Like I like, what's the next chapter? Like, when is it coming out? You know, like I I, I remember I remember whenever I was uh fuck I don't remember I think I was in middle school. Uh yeah, I was like around middle school, and me and my grandpa and my older brother we went to go see Iron Man two. You know, it was Iron Man two it was really cool. You know, yeah. you just fight. Oh, the end fight was amazing. We were sitting there, we were waiting for the end credit scene, and all of a sudden, fucking Thor. <laughs> Like what? A guy who's not mentioned for the entirety of the movie at all, and then boom, Thor movie's coming out next year. Yeah, it's like, nope. like you got to do shit like that. Like imagine that you know a whole movie where it's like, oh, well, we got to stop Enchantress. Yeah, more grounded yeah, story. Yeah. Like oh, Enchantress, and then yeah. boom, Joker breaks Harley out of prison. Yeah, that that's exactly like, that would have been perfect. Like, because then Birds of Prey would have had some momentum. But then they announced, oh, yeah, Birds of Prey, we're kind of breaking away from suicides. It's, it's it's kind of a Suicide Squad sequel, but it's not really a sequel. It's, like, it, it, yeah. it has, it's just Harley and the Quinnettes. That's it, really it, all it exactly. is. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. And that's how come the DC, why I think they have failed so miserably at making a cinematic universe is they just haven't gotten to where there's no cohesion. There's no story. There's no timeline. Exactly. They're all over the fucking place. Whereas, like with the MCU, it's like they end, like those post-credit scenes 
And I'm not saying DC start doing post credit scenes at all. Yeah. I'm just saying like, but those post credit scenes in the MCU, that's what they built this thing on. Like showing, oh God, hey, check it out. We've got Thor coming. Hey, check it out. There's Nick Fury talking about the Avengers initiative. Yeah. Damn. Big time. Everything's big time. And then at the end of Avengers Age of Ultron, who could ever forget Thanos picking up the gauntlet? I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Like that line. Holy shit. Like the MCU has done that perfectly. People can. Well, the MCU just, they, they do, they put so much effort into their movies when they do stuff. Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you know this, Evan. I know Eric didn't because I had, to, I, had to, I had to show him it. But so, like, you know, you know, the iconic Avengers theme, you know, where it's like every Avengers movie is like, dun, 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 and fucking goes through it. You know, everything was really cool. Like, I didn't, like, if you go back and watch, if you listen to the start of Infinity War and then go back and watch Endgame and listen to the start of Endgame, half of all the instruments have been taken out of the, the, the opening. Yeah. Which is really fucking cool. Damn. Yeah, like, if you just go back and just listen to it, like, you can hear it's, that's a fifty percent quieter because half of the half of them are gone. That is attention to detail. It is, and then like like they they make sure all of their movies are a master. Like I don't think I've ever seen a bad uh, Captain Marvel. Never mind. Anyway, um, and no, Eric, Captain Marvel was actually really good. Captain, Captain Marvel. Keep your mouth Captain shut. Marvel was actually really good. Like I've never seen a bad Marvel movie, and like well, each, no, each of them are good in their own aspect. I mean, no, nothing in the MCU. I mean, I think there have been films that are better than others. Like, yeah, like there's, there, like there can Civil, be a tier list, you know. Like, Civil War is on a totally different level than Ant Man. Like, yeah. Because, like, I mean, but I mean, because each of them have their own different stories. Like, here, here, I mean, you got to like, like, Ant Man is probably my least favorite Marvel movie, MCU, just because I don't really care for him as a character. I've never thought he was interesting. But even though I don't care for him as a character, I have to admit, it's a well-put-together film. Great acting. Paul Rudd made me care about the character to some extent. You know, he did Paul Rudd. He did a great job. And the CGI in that film, everything else is top-notch. The action scenes in all the MCU movies, top-notch. Like, it's just unbelievable. But then you look at DC, and a lot of times what you get shitty cgi stories that are all over the place and just like what are we doing here like i got like i I could go i could go for hours on the different tiny little details that like each of the marvel movies did like like keep in mind like their cgi like their 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 special effects team is just they don't you like most of their scenes are special effects so they don't really have to do much well they have to do a lot actually but like there's tiny details they don't have to add like in Endgame when they go back in time and uh, Tony is landing in Stark Tower the boots of his suit roll up so he lands quietly on the floor so it's his actual feet landing on the floor and it's quiet and like in Ant-Man whenever they're going down the drain the ants grab him so he doesn't fly off like, there's tons of little details that Marvel does that DC just doesn't do that's because, because none, none of their stuff is cohesive. That's because they've like, they're playing behind the eight ball. They are playing like, exactly. Their whole thing has been motivated. See, Marvel was, and this is the whole difference. And then we got to kick it off to Eric because I'm sure he's got thoughts on everything we said. But yeah. 
The, oh, shit, we're already at 34 minutes. The MCU's mindset this whole time has been build it, make it amazing, great characters, great stories. Let's go balls deep, balls to the wall. Like, n- don't pull punches. We're going for it. You know, DC's motivation has been fuck it. Let's see what Marvel does and we'll try to copy that and do it better. <laughs> yeah, actually. And that doesn't work. That's never worked. Show me the company that said we're going to copy exactly what they're doing, but do it better, and it's going to work out just fine, and we're going to do better than them. That's never happened. Never. It's never going to happen. So, I mean, for them to think we're going to beat Disney at their own game, please send me whatever it is you're smoking, because obviously it's some good shit. All right, Eric, go ahead. No, I feel you, man. And both and both points are totally respected. And and I'm and at that point, you know, like I'm saying, because me, we've been over this a billion times. I'm gonna give all due respect to the MCU because I I know that number one studio already established, hey, this is how we want to run this thing. This is how we want to do it, and we want to bring in people and directors around it, people who share that same creative vision that want to do that. They went with that. It was successful, and they stuck with it. Point blank, period. Nothing more, nothing less to it. And I've said this. I'm gonna... I've said this a billion times about Warner Brothers. From a commercial standpoint, if 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 people are judging the metric off of trying to build a cinematic universe, number one, for Warner Brothers, there was no rule in the book that said you had to do it like Marvel. Number two. You were commercially successful in your first phase. Reviews mixed. Suicide Squad, people didn't like it. Okay, we can work with that. But you're still afloat. You still are going strong in box office. You got a chance to make something happen here. Mm -hmm. We know what happened in 2017 with Justice League. I don't even got to reiterate that. That's That's where the boat sunk. That's where DC, to me, because, you know, you guys talk about attention to detail and, 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 and very detailed movies for me, in my opinion, that's Man of Steel, that's BVS, that's Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, Suicide Squad, not so much, you know what I'm saying, but other than that, I'd never had much to complain about with MOS, BVS, and Wonder Woman, all great starts to what could have been a great cinematic universe, and then we get the Justice League. That was clearly your let's copy Marvel and let's see where it gets us. Let's see what a lighter tone can get us. Let's see what the, the jokes can get us. Got them nowhere. What about Aquaman? See, I was about to oh, say o- that. Oh, Aquaman. I was about, hold on one sec. I was about to say that, Matt, because, see, I used to take that same uh, mentality that Eric has about that was the death of the DCU. But following justice league aquaman comes out and it made it to date it's the highest grossing dcu movie but that's aquaman though also jason momoa jason momoa makes bitches wet check like, check it though check it that's hands down jason momoa is just a sexy individual check it, check it out though I would let him step on me. Like, no homo, but I'd let him I'm step on me, dude. No homo, dude. This was about to be an awkward pot. Thank you. Like, 
Jason Mo- Jason Mo- I would I would I would sell my soul to look like Jason Momoa. That dude is a sexy individual. Eric, please go ahead and, and say what you were saying before Matt starts get you know getting turned on about Jason Momoa on no pod. no I was, I, was, I was saying I was saying that when we talk about Aquaman, that's in Justice League. You don't put those two in the same category. Number one, because Aquaman was a balanced tone film. It had its own identity. It was an action-adventure film that took place on the sea and on land, and it was well-balanced. I can rock with that. It's also a prequel. Yeah, and it's also a prequel. I can rock with that. Justice League was not that. Justice League was not that at all. I really don't know what it was. It just, it wasn't that. So Aquaman's success, that's great. That's fine. But when we're talking about Justice League... No, but Bro. What saying is what we're saying is is that you're making the case that Justice League was the nail in the coffin or the death of the DCU. That that it film. Was. Well, you, 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 well, you say that, Eric, but later that year, if I. Matt, did Aquaman come out? No, Aquaman, Aquaman came out 2018. Yeah, Aquaman, Aquaman came out 2018. So the next year, you release a film. And this is the thing that really bothers me, and I can't put my mind around this one at all. So Aquaman, the next year, made over a billion dollars, the highest grossing DC film of the DCU. So we really, yeah, we really can't say that Justice League killed it. We can say it was bad. And this is the thing that, 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 that I can't figure out, and Matt, maybe you can help me. How in the hell does a film starring a character that that's kind of I would put Aqua let me explain how I do this, Matt. I, I kind of have DC characters in tiers in terms of popularity. Like I've got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman as tier one in terms of popularity. And then tier two is mm-hmm. is, is your Green Lanterns, your Flashes, your Aquaman, your Cyborgs, characters that are extremely well known but they've never gotten the sunlight of a Wonder Woman, Batman, or Superman. Sound fair? You gotta, you gotta drop Greenland to, to Tier 3, dude. Well, like, I mean, you know, Tier 2 and Tier 3 are interchangeable, honestly, but Tier 1, I feel, is pretty solid. Batman, Superman, one. Because think about it, we we got a Green Lantern film that was so bad yeah, it, that Deadpool talks shit about it. Yeah, I mean, we we all know, but but like, but but you would agree with the tier one characters, right? These are the characters that have gotten. Yeah, they got the most effort because the well, that, the whole thing is is that the, they they the whole reason Aquaman grossed a billion dollars or over a billion dollars was because of the fact that Justice League wasn't that great. I think we can all agree on it wasn't that great. But what we can agree on is Man of Steel was pretty good. Uh, Wonder Woman was really good. I'm not putting uh, the whole reason I'm not just uh, I'm not putting uh, BVS in here yet. But Wonder Woman was really good, and um, Man of Steel was really good. And then, of course, you know people still had the Flash CW show, which is not a part of the D- D- DC. I know, and then the Green Arrow CW shows. People like it when there's individual. Individual shows. Like, think about it. Iron Man grossed really well. Iron Man 2 grossed Cats in America. The, those two grossed amazing. Thor, Thor 2, and Thor 3, all great. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, amazing. Because they like individual stories. Because it's not like... Because 
some people get really upset when there's multiple storylines. Like, oh, there's too many storylines. That's how people yeah, thought about that, Super Spider-Man that, 3. Is that, the, is that the answer for why an Aquaman movie makes more than a film that has the three... And I'm, talk, I'm talking about Aquaman as it relates to Batman v Superman. Because in Batman v Superman, you have literally the three... All three tier one characters. Mm-hmm. You got all three of them. And... It made significantly less than Aquaman, which, like I just said, is a character who never has had the limelight that a bat, that especially not a Batman or Superman. I mean, Batman's had like six different actors. Superman's had a couple of different ones. You know, Wonder Woman had the show and she's well known. But all three of them together didn't draw the interest of an Aquaman. That's okay. No, here's the thing. so with Wonder Woman, you had Gal Gadot, and Gal Gadot was really well known for the Fast and Furious movies. Everybody really liked her in those movies, so she had some of that audience come over to well. Jason Momoa, on the other hand, he had a bunch of Netflix shows. So people who were like in like the grittiness of the because he had like some pioneer shows or some shit that were honestly really badass, and I love them. Um. I can't remember the name of the top of my head at the moment. But so he had that audience coming over to that one as well. So Jason Moe was a really good actress. People were like, oh, would Jason Moe be an Aquaman? Fuck yeah, let's do it. But what about uh, Ben Affleck? Well, well here's, here's the thing. I mean, I, real quick, Matt, I mean, I would argue that Ben Affleck, at the time that BVS came out, was a lot more well known. Than Jason Momoa at the time of Aquaman. I mean, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck around forever. forever. He's had. But. And then you've got, and you just said, you know, Man of Steel was good. So we already knew Henry Cavill was also, legit. Yeah. And so you're gonna. So it's like I'm trying to put two and two together on this one because you've got, because I mean, I I would buy that it's Jason Momoa's popularity. And, and and real quick, I'm not trying to get at some hidden point here. There's no aha gotcha at the end of this. I'm actually just curious because, I mean, like all these arguments seem to have holes. Like I would agree, but, you know, Ben Affleck was arguably an oh, A-lister. Yeah. Gal Gadot had her fans. Henry Cavill was established. And Jesse Eisenberg, I mean, he was really what the popular. Fuck? So they had. Jesse Eisenberg. For social net, for this. For the social network and yeah, and Christ, I don't know why I was thinking Zombie Jesse Eisenberg was the guy from Breaking Bad. Anyway, continue. Um. No, but so you've had a phenomenal cast of well-known people, and the film, even though it made good money, underperformed, and that doesn't explain to me in the least how that film makes less than an Aquaman film, who has one actor that we all know in Jason Momoa. I mean, they had they may have had some other well-known names in there, but you know, give me the name of the character in that movie that was more well-known than Ben Affleck. Amber Heard. Well, number. Oh God! Please don't bring. Her I'm, I'm gonna say it. She's a terrible fucking person, and I hope she burns. But. But was she? But was she as well-known at the time the movie came out? Is what I'm saying. Mm, that is true. Actually, she wasn't that well-known. No, I'm, I'm I'm talking about when the movies came out. When they came out, because you had a, an Aquaman movie makes over a billion dollars with one guy who we 
you know, he's popular, but he doesn't have the he doesn't have the fan following of a Ben Affleck. And then you add him with a Henry Cavill, who's already established, a Gal Gadot, who the Fast and Furious fans know, and the Jesse Eisenberg, who's very well known. Eric, can you, can you do me a favor? Film, way less. Look up when Aqua, look up look up what up. month and what year Aquaman came out. I'm trying. I can, yeah, no, I'm simply, to, I can very, I can very simply answer. Evan's I'm trying question, to, I'm trying to put two or two together real quick. Just give me one second, and then I'll let you take a stab at it. Twenty December twenty first of December twenty first. Also, look up what came out in May of twenty eighteen. Or guess what else came out in twenty eighteen. Um, not exactly sure. Pretty sure there was a movie that came out in 2018. I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it a big yeah. blockbuster? It was a Marvel movie. That year it only should have been... No, in 2018, that year it only should have been, um... I believe Infinity War and... If I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken. Yeah, it was Infinity War came out in like April. Yeah, it came out in April. Yeah, it was Infinity War. It was Black Panther. It was Black Panther, and then they went ahead and did Infinity War, and then that was followed by Ant Man and Wasp to end the year. So we had Infinity War in May. We had just got done in 2017. We just got done with uh, with Joss's League, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in 2017. Yeah. Shit, I can't answer it. I don't. I don't fucking know. I don't know how it grows two billion dollars. Well, does I mean? I kind of feel like w- the argument could be made that the success of the MCU raises up the status of all heroes, and maybe those films just really turn people on to heroes. Yeah, or or that you that's, know that that's my that's my exact answer because and and people don't like to hear this point, but it's the absolute truth. When the Avengers hit. In 2012, that of course we already had Avatar grossed a billion. That oh, was an awesome God, film, you know, film history. But for superhero films, once the Avengers came out and it grossed that billion dollar mark, that was when the train started rolling. And for Marvel, with the formula that they have, being that it's a very successful formula. It, that's that's how it works for them. That's the way they chose to run it. That's how it is. What what formula? Uh, well, what are you talking no, about? The, when you say formula. When people when people refer refer, it's not a negative thing. When people refer to the Marvel Cinematic Universe formula filmmaking standard, they're talking about solo film, solo film, solo film, post credit scene, team up movie, formula formulamatic filmmaking. There's a plot to how they release the films. That that is the that like is structure more like it. Way. Yeah, that's I would it, obviously I wouldn't call it a formula. I would say structure because when you say stuff like formula, it kind of implies that everything is copy and paste. No, a formula is by scientific nature. If we're talking the scientific term, genetically made with a bunch of different ingredients until you get a whole new thing. That is a formula until something works. 
that is what Marvel did. They took away a lot of what would generally go into a superhero movie, made them less conventional, mixed them up a little bit with different genres, as you can see, and they got a winning formula. Formula is not in a negative way. Formula means whatever you put together that works. And the formula and the plan that Marvel chose, that Disney chose to do, it worked. That it's fourth wise MCU formula. Okay. I don't personally like to call it. But that. with a formula, that's what everybody with a formula. Calls. No matter what you do with that formula, if you do it the same way, you will have the same. You will then have the same thing. So you're saying that if uh, DC, if the DCU went solo movie, solo movie, so, like if we had Man of Steel, a Batman movie introducing Ben Affleck, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and then the team up. There's no, there's no guarantee because then we would have obviously, because yeah, with I, a form, I, I, with I, a formula, with a formula also as well, formulas have to work on certain subjects. You can't just take somebody's blood and put it into somebody else and expect it to keep them alive. No, that, we got that, different that's, blood types. That's, but a formula is made the same way. But hold on. A second. Well, how, well, how can I, how can I, how can I put this? What that they had, I mean, Eric, or... the, the best way to say it that you could say it is that Marvel had structure. Boom. No, a formula is not That's structure. Like if you look at a it, formula. like a formula, if you look at it from the, it, 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 no matter what you do, it will always come out the same way. Like, uh, call like it let's what take, call it what call it a call it a formula, call it a uh, a structure, but it's not a formula. call it a plan. It's whatever you want to call it. Either way. There was a clear direction that Disney and Marvel Studios chose to go in, and that's what they stuck with. Period. Call it whatever you want. That's what the MCU fans call it. They call it the formula. It's the formula. Post credit, and it's obviously worked for a lot of other movies who but use. Why are uh, you so sure that this. that wouldn't work for DC? Because very quickly, because well, let, wait, Eric, wait. With a, let me break this down for you. Let me break it down for you real quick and listen to where I'm coming from with this view. Take out the the, the lighter tone the MCU tends to have. I'm not talking about that because obviously we know that a laughing Batman doesn't work. We know this. Justice League proved it. But what the MCU did by releasing the movies in the way they did is they introduced them to you made you care about them, and there was build-up. And every successful TV show that has ever had a successful season finale has had build-up. Like, let me ask you this, and this is a facetious question, but do you think Game of Thrones would have broken all the records it did if right after season one they just said, all right, you know what, fuck it, bring in the Night King, and we're going to kill him off in season two? That wouldn't have worked at all. That would not have been, Game of Thrones wouldn't have been the dominating show that it was. It grew. It grew. And then as it grew, the final showdown with the Night King became more and more and more. Like The anticipation was there. People are like, oh my god, we're ready for this. We've waited so long. Give it to us. So but with Game of the- Thrones, there was no guarantee that your favorite character was going to make it through the episode. As Eric, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. It's a side note, dude. But go ahead. That has nothing to do with what I just said. Go ahead. I'm saying, I'm using that example 
just as an example of the way they built up the anticipation because you knew, yes, the Night King is the main bad guy, but they didn't kill him off in season two. They didn't just say, all right, fuck it. Season one's over. Season two, here's the Night King. And while we're at it, you're referring let's go. to Huh? You're referring to Superman dying in Batman v Superman, correct? No, I'm not referring anything to anything. I'm just using an example as building up anticipation, building that up, making you care about characters, seeing them on that journey. Marvel didn't invent that. There have been like every show ever had or every successful thing ever has made you care about the character. You you see that build up. Marvel, the Avengers wouldn't have had near the pull it had if they would have just done one Iron Man movie and then like, okay, here's Avengers. We did Iron Man. Here's the Avengers. Love it. Here you go. That wouldn't have worked. Because, like, you know, who are all these other people and why should I care? That's my point. Is that what Marvel did, and then I'll let you respond, they built anticipation. It was a rolling ball. It was like a snowball. You start at the top of the hill, roll it down, and it grew. People didn't care about as much as the MCU then as they do now. But DC rushed to the finish line. Yeah, like, like at the end of Avengers, okay. we got a, we got our first look at Thanos. Of course, it was the side of his fucking face, but of course we got our first look at Thanos. So we knew from the start, from, from Avengers, that, you know, oh, well, Thanos is the end game. So, so to that, so to that point, to that point, Evan. Like I said, in 2012, the Avengers changed the game. Billion-dollar box office status, post-credit scenes, set up the next movie. It works. I'm gonna call it a formula because that's just what it was, and it's a very successful. I mean, but they, they didn't even invent billion-dollar status. No, they did. Avatar did it once, but and so did the Dark Knight. Yes, but doing it continually for almost ten plus years. The Dark Knight did it twice, actually. So I'm trying. I know they did. I'm confused as hell as to what you're. I mean, because my point is, and I'm just trying to understand your stance. Because my stance is the MCU worked like it did because it it didn't rush to the finish line. It took its time, just like every other successful franchise. Every other successful TV show, they don't rush to the finish line. They build it up. The DCU rushed to the finish line. They threw that movie out there. They were just like, okay, we got Superman. We got to hurry our asses up. Hell with it. Here's Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman in a film. Okay, you like that? Great. Now here's all of them in Justice League. That was how that went. You sound, Evan, Evan, I'm going to be honest with you. You sound like a very unenthusiastic guy in sex. You're like, "Mm, do you like that? Good. (laughs) That's all I got. That's just my impression it's a very, of how they you're like, mm, you like that word. It's a very Matt, good impression. Awesome. <laughs> it's a it's a very good impression of how Warner Brothers, I think, that did think at the time. However, it's not always that cut and dry. There was no rule book stating that DC, okay, 
Marvel changed the game with the Avengers. There was no rule book. There was no rule written saying that DC had to go about things the exact way that Disney did. However, however, due to Warner Brothers being the insignificant bubbles that they are, they shot themselves in the foot with a lot. They did. They shot them, and I'm and I'm not even gonna go in go into rehashing that. We should start doing like a drinking game with how many times Eric well, mentions we... WB. Who else? Who else are we gonna blame? Well, no, Zach Snyder's I... daughter died. We can't. Zach we can't. Snyder. We can't exactly be like, oh, well, ah, you should have stepped it up and made the movie. No, 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 no. No, we're not even. We're not even gonna bring up Zach and the family. You, uh, we're talking about filmmakers in general. Who, who are you gonna throw the blame on? for making a film that like that they made and if people liked it they liked it if they didn't they didn't if half of them liked it and if half of them did not as all things should be be. does that ruin your overall chances to continue does that mean okay you know people are not liking it but yet we're making all this money okay does that does that mean you just what switch directions? I mean, it could. What? Because, what, I mean, what does that mean? Because if because if half the people like it, and if it's getting such mixed reviews, where's the guarantee that your sequel and, and people aren't hyped for a sequel as they should be? Where's the evidence that the sequel is going to be successful? Just because one movies movie are the whole movies are a subjective thing. There's no guarantee that everyone in the world. Has to like no, but these Eric, films. what I'm saying is, if you release one film and it's got great reviews, everybody loves it, and people are hyped up about it, it stands to reason that if you made a second one, people would be very interested. But, but if you release a film that gets mixed reviews at best, yeah, there's cause for concern. Like, okay, we're looking at this; people are torn on it. The hype isn't where we'd like no. for it to be. Why? If that's the case, I mean, what? Why if is that's that, the case? Why is that such a hard point to understand? It's not a hard point to understand. If that's the case, then Fast and Furious sure as hell shouldn't be here, because on their fourth entry, Fast and Furious got panned by both box office and by oh, critics. Yeah. But you but know then what? They, they come did. back with Fast They totally five revamped the, the franchise. Film. They totally changed what Fast and Furious was. Like, think was. about it. The, the end of Fast and their, Furious Four. In their case, in their case, it worked out. But in Warner, but in the case of the DCU, it didn't. Uh, the, like, think about it, the, the the end of Fast and Furious. The the, the end That's, of Fast and Furious oh Four. What, what what's happening? They they left it all off to a cliffhanger, as if the the yeah. The whole thing was yeah. like it was a cliffhanger. There was no guarantee of anything of if there was going to be a next movie or not. They're like, there's a chance there could be. There's also a chance there could not be because they were getting mixed reviews for every single one of them. But the one thing that stayed consistent was fast cars, heists, and big booty bitches. So, like, you know, we got to revamp it. We got to revamp it. Like, you know, and we got to add more cars, more bank heists, and more big booty bitches. Fast and Furious actually proves my point because what I was saying is, you know, Warner Brothers had a bit of a panic 
after some of their movies didn't do what they wanted them to do. So they said, fuck it, let us try the more Disney version, just like Fast and Furious. You know, they were getting the mixed reviews and they weren't seeing the box office numbers with the, you know, like, you know, you said with the fourth one, it didn't do so well. So with the fifth one, they were like, you know what? Let's really go crazy with this. Like this next film, it's going to be nothing like the past ones. It's just going to be like, it's not going to be, we got small time people running from cops and it's kind of more of a serious tone. No, 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 no. We're going to go full blown stereotypical, wacky, over-the-top action film. No way in hell this could ever happen. The only thing this film has in common with the original is there's a car involved at some point. You just proved my my point, Ev. What did I prove, Eric? You proved the fact that when Fast and Furious wasn't doing well, they innovated. They changed up. They weren't copying anybody. Changing up is a good thing. Fast Five is considered their transitional film. It's listed as their transitional film, which it is, and darn be it a great one. But they didn't copy, and they didn't panic. They did something original that they wanted to do. Henceforth, where we are now with Fast and Furious 9 about to be released and then 10 to end off the saga. Billion almost these last four movies. They didn't copy anybody. but on the flip side, they still did almost a complete 180 with what they were doing. It's like the new films are so much more different than the original ones were. They have almost nothing in common. Are, are, we, are we not going to talk but, about but how, we, how Warner Brothers is just a publishing company? They're, they're a what? publishing and a producing company. Okay? Wait, what are we... You're, you're, you're saying that W that Warner Brothers did this and uh-huh. Warner Brothers did that, but they're a publishing and they're producing company. I mean, they only have so much say in, they yeah, only they have so much say in that movie. The executive score, but they only have so much say in the movie. The more the people who have more than say in the movie are the people that fucking own it. Right. Ergo, so, uh, so 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 I'm guessing so I'm guessing the answer to getting mixed reviews and people not necessarily digging what you're doing at first. I guess the the answer is to let's go and just copy and paste. I guess that's the. Well, answer. I mean, we could start with not being so butt hurt every time someone uh, says anything remotely negative about anything Zack Snyder did. Uh, that could be step no. I'm not one. No. Um. No. That's not what I. Shit, no, you do have a point. You do have a point, though. Wait. Repeat that again. Repeat that Thank one more you. time. Say that one more. Thank you. Say it again. Thank you. No. No. Say it again. I said, what could be a. I mean, I'll say it again. I'll put it on a billboard. I don't care. Put I it said, on a billboard for me. One more time. St- I, I will. I'll put it on the J House website. I said a great step one for all this would be for people to stop being so butthurt every time anyone says anything that might remotely say anything bad about Zack Snyder. Nothing that I haven't even brought up Zack Snyder. Nobody has. Sure, bro. It's a new exactly who, you, who he was talking about. No, I'm everything I've mentioned so far is all about it, Warner Brothers. It, it, look, Matt, That's here, here's all the problem. Is. In the mind of Eric, here's what happened. In the mind of Eric, here's what happened. The DCU was surely to goodness, destined to be amazing. It was the best thing ever. It was going to be huge with Man of Steel and BVS because both of those movies were so perfect. And nope, nope, it was only nobody said it, that. it was only when Zach left that things went downhill. 
it was only when he got out that thing like there 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 was no issue before he left. Everything was great. It was just it was just going great, and then Zach left, and then it all went to shit. Like, like our argument That's we had, our argument we had. What was it? Um, what was it? Like two podcasts ago. I think was so. the whole the, the whole three. thing was I was trying to tell you that Zack Snyder's like I was trying to show you that Zack Snyder like he's not perfect, and you're like, nah, this has you're like, nah, to do with we'll fucking builds. No, but here's the thing: you continuously blame WB for shit that they didn't do. That. You do. I'm you literally do. You're blaming W. Who are we gonna... You're blaming Warner Brothers for all of the mistakes of fucking DC. Even though the whole reason this this podcast started was to talk about fucking David Ayer and him taking like him taking responsibility for his actions and being like, yeah, you know, the movie's not as good. Movie's not as good. But here's the thing: is you're saying the DCU isn't that great, and it's not just Justice League. Because if Justice League was like, if you're like, oh, well, you know, this is just not bad because of Justice League. It's like, well, that's, then that, that, that leaves what? Four other good movies that they did? Leaving out Suicide Squad? If that, that leaves out four. So four out of five. So that's what? An 80%? That doesn't make you bad. It makes you be average. But you're saying the DCU is terrible because of Justice, Justice League. Oh, no. It wasn't a good movie. But to be honest, uh, Wonder Woman was amazing. Aquaman was amazing. Man of Steel was amazing, but but fucking BVS wasn't that great. If that's if that's what people think that, and then, fine, boom, that but it 60. doesn't it doesn't destroy your chances of having a cinematic universe. It doesn't, and I'm telling you now that okay. David Ayer admits that he made mistakes with Suicide Squad. That's fine. Respect it. You own up to that. Take that. That's fine. I respect the heck out of that for someone who's willing to admit that. Cool. I don't even know what to think about Suicide Squad. It's not exactly my favorite movie, but I mean, whatever people think of that film, that's what they think about it. But where it points to David Ayer and the overall conversation between cinematic universes is that if that's what you're going to do or whatever direction you're going in, if that's what you're going to do, then do that. Do that. Okay, so what? You're going to get some reviews that are mixed. Okay, somebody might not like this. This is the age we live in today. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, okay, you get $1 billion movie in Aquaman in your phase two. These Marvel has about, what, 50 of those within the past 10 years. It's like Drake said, don't get hype off one hit. Do that shit again. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole point of this thing is that if, and of course, DC is now trying to course correct, obviously, with the multiverse and all of that, which is fine. That's cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. But, none, and, and plus, for the record, none of this has anything to do with Zach. This is about studio. This is about studio, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame WB for Suicide Squad. If if Ayer admits that that it was him, then cool, that's him. But overall, it is the studios who decide this stuff. They run that, and so far, I think we can all agree Disney's a great freaking studio. I've forgiven them for that sequel trilogy a long time ago. That was like I, last week. I consider them to be the best at it right mm-hmm. now. 
As much as I, as much as I hate to say it, they have their toe dipped in almost everything, but they are the best at what they do. They are. I'm gonna give them that. Yeah, and I'm gonna give them. It don't matter. I mean, honestly, it don't matter if you give it to them or not. It's they have it. They they have it. That's not even an opinion anymore. You're not going to. The thing is, is that you're not going to hear about Disney doing any. You're not. You you're never going to hear about it. They decided what they wanted to do and they stuck with it. Warner Brothers did. Eric, you have made this point to the point where I feel like you're almost blue in the face. Because you guys act like, oh, wow, mixed reviews on your first three movies. Why even continue making Eric, a cinematic that's universe? That's, 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 not, the, that's, that's the not what we're being nice when we call these reviews mixed, Eric. I'm being nice. The reviews weren't mixed. I'm they not- were mostly bad. They're not bad. Like, I'm not saying they should quit. Yeah. Sure, they should keep at it, but you can't keep fucking blaming. You can't keep blaming Josh's League for the whole reason the DCU is terrible because it's not. It was terrible, and and my my reaction, and this is my view now, because see, I used to think like Eric Matt, believe it or not, I used to be of that mindset, but then I had an awakening, and my new stance is no, the DCU was never going to work. It was never going to work with what they were trying to do. Like just calling it the DCU, you have basically announced Marvel, we're coming for you. That's what you've done. When you mm-hmm. throw they threw their hat. That is what the, Warner Brothers said. That is what th- Warner Brothers said. Eric, they didn't even have to say it. That's what's implied by everybody. It doesn't matter what his holiness Zack Snyder had to say about it. What? That's okay, what... first of all, first of all, check yourself on that. Don't come on here acting like I kiss any director's ass, first mm-hmm. off. So oh, check no, you yourself don't kiss on that. Zack Snyder's ass, man. You put his whole schlong in your throat. <laughs> you know what, dude? You know what, dude? Fuck you and your MCU titty sucking ass. Because number one, See, there, let's it, get, there it is, Matt. Let's, there, let's it is. Go, there it is. Let's, let's go ahead. P- push on let's Zack go Snyder. Ahead. Push on Zack Snyder, and I'm automatically no. an MCU no. sucker. There it is. That's there not, it no. is. This there is a simple. It, this is a simple. This is a simple denial. This is a fun to put list. blame where blame is due. If you don't want Warner Brothers to make a cinematic universe, then just say that. Don't do it. Don't okay, do it. Um, Even if they okay, did okay, it. Okay, okay. Even if they guys, discontinued it. Guys, I'm, 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 I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm just. I'm gonna say it. DC needs to stick with animated movies, and Marvel needs to stick with live action movies because Marvel's animated movies are kind of ass, and DC's live action movies are kind of ass. But like, don't try to dip your toe into someone well, else. My, don't my, don't my hold on. Just don't wish... fucking try to dip your toe into someone else's potato salad. It's not gonna go well. You're just gonna make someone upset. That's what I wanted. But there are some people here who refuse to acknowledge the fact that Warner Brothers made that choice that, hey, this is how we want to do it. When you did that crap in, in, in 2017, that's what you said. You That's outright. We want to copy Marvel. We're trying to do it. And there's do. some people on here who refuse to acknowledge that Zach is not that great of a director, but go ahead. If, bro, movies are subjective. If people don't think your movies are that good, that's fine. If they do like them and they mess with them, then they do. That's the whole point of film. But we're acting like mixed reviews is what gets you out the window. Looking at all of it, Man of Steel was great. Had mixed reviews. Batman v Superman had mixed reviews. 
one woman, positive reviews, does that kill you? Does that kill your chances of making a cinematic universe or doing something even yeah, remotely um, slightly the, the different Snyder, to the MCU? The Zack Snyder direct Marvel woman? No, that was Patty no, Jenkins. but his supporters act like he did because did, it's something did, positive. Did Aquaman? First of all, bro, I just, oh, I just, oh, I just came back. Just, I just came back from watching Wonder Woman eighty four. That was all Patty. No, 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 no. And who directed Aquaman? That was Justin Lin, okay. if I'm not mistaken. So, who also okay, hold on, hold did on. what? Fast and Furious. So what? So what I'm hearing, Wonder Woman had positive reviews. Wonder Woman 84 is really good, and Aquaman was really good, and those are the ones that grow the, the, crit- the, crit- the critics are tearing. A- the critics are tearing. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter. I don't give a shit about what critics say. I fuck the critics. Anyway, um. Oh well, where? Oh wow. I've never okay. given a shit. I've always cared about the audience score. We, that's literally what we just talked about at the start of this. Like every time I've said mixed reviews, I've never said mixed reviews about the critics because critics don't know what man, we're talking about. Man, mixed reviews. You're about, to be, you're about to be an MCU titty sucker. Be I careful. really don't give a shit at this point. Like I've like, given the MCU, just, bro. Look, I'm just, always giving the MCU their credit. Wait, When's the last time you ever heard me just, not give Eric, the MCU Eric, credit Evan, outside Eric, of Eric, Evan, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. What I'm trying to say is Aquaman, directed by someone who's someone other than Zack Snyder. Wonder Woman, both of them directed by someone other than Zack Snyder. Justice League directed by the worst fucking person in existence. And yet Wonder Woman and Aquaman have the highest reviews from the audience and the highest grossing movies. So I mean, you know, movies are subjective, but numbers don't lie. It is what it is. I'm sorry that we can't make superhero films for everybody. I'm sorry that not every superhero film is going to appeal to a mass audience, sort of like how Wonder Woman 84 is doing right now. It's definitely not appealing to a mass audience. Yeah, because she's fucking stupid. That's, that's, just, that's just not how the game works. You know, you make a, a, a formulamatic film, one that's with proven success. Oh, yeah. You're definitely going to get that. You're going to get that billion dollars like the MCU has, and that's fine. Wait, There's no disrespect. You just said, you just said the formalmatic. You just, you, hold on, hold on. You just said formalmatic fucking approach, and it's proven to have success. But I just said, so DC, at the DCU followed the same thing, and you said, that's not guaranteed. But it's proven to have success. It's not guaranteed. But you just said if they followed it, which proven success. <laughs> They would make money. Wait, no, That's no. Literally what you just said. Marvel, Marvel follows their own set that they established, and it succeeds. Given that it succeed, given that it did succeed, that's fine. But where in the rule book did it say that DC had to go out and do it the exact same way Marvel did? Was there any guaranteed success that DC, if they made 10 solo films and one startup movie, one team movie, was there any guarantee that that would have worked? Was there any guarantee that if Batman v Superman or Man of Steel would have been a balanced film, that it would have been successful? You just said it wasn't was a balanced there, or, film. If they would have done it in a bet, if they would have used know. a balanced tone, I'll rephrase If that. they would have made the movies better, they would have made more money. Man of Steel, I will admit, was a really great movie. 
if it was standalone. But it was their number. It was the start of the. It was the start of their phase one, as we talked about two podcasts ago. Meaning that it's supposed to kick everything off. Iron Man did exactly that. I think about it. There is nothing cooler in the entirety of fucking of the MCU than whenever Iron Man first busts out of the cave and starts lighting people up. Fucking flamethrowers, people bullets flying off him, and he fucking flies away, and the suit crumbles apart as he flies away. There's nothing cooler in the MCU, in my opinion, than that. Man of Steel, they leveled a city, and that was literally it. It was like, oh, my cousin's here. Family reunions, am I right? And then you fucking leveled a city. Um, it... Not the not the point of Man it of was, Steel. I know, I know it wasn't the point of Man of Steel. I'm just paraphrasing at this point. The point of Man of Steel was more or less like, oh, what's the origin story of Superman? Like, okay, yeah, cool. It was really cool. It was really cool to watch him, like you know, start developing his powers as he got older, where he could see like where he started freaking out because he could hear people's thoughts and see people's insides. That was really cool. How you know what? I'll go ahead and put the nail in the coffin for that point right there as well. Was- you know what? I cannot wait. I just can't wait until Zach's jail hey guys, comes wait, out wait, guys, so that guys, movie wait one can second. come out. We'll see it. No, it, no, no. No, no guys, I'm, I'm sorry. My, my, I had technical oh, difficulties. I missed about the last minute and a half of what we were just talking about. Oh, we were just talking about how Man Steel was not that great. I was talking about how, how, how yeah, it was really cool because, you know, it had, like, you know, the start of the, um, the, the, the it, was, it was supposed to kick off phase one. That's what it was supposed to do was kick off phase but, one. Specific, specifically, Man of Steel was a standalone movie, but the Easter eggs were a door that was left open just in case they wanted no, to. No, they, 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 they said that it was not a standalone movie, that it was meant to kick off. And you even said, said like, if you had said that, then the argument we had two podcasts ago would have been invalid because of the fact you said it was the start of their phase one. But if it wasn't, it, if was. it wasn't meant to be the start of their phase one, then it's not the start of their phase one. It works that, well as a standalone movie well. if you it, don't pursue that. As a standalone movie, it works extremely well. But as part of the phase one, it doesn't kick anything off. Like, sure, you know, it's cool. Like, oh, like, like I, I honestly, like, one of my favorite parts of the entire movie was whenever he was in the fucking school, like I said before, and he could, like, look inside them and he started freaking out. And his mom had to come get him because he's freaking out and only his mom calmed down. And that, that shit, the cool... Like, and how, like, he was saving all those people, but he couldn't show his powers, and his dad died. Because his dad told him not to. Like, that was honestly, that, 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 that resonated with me. That hit me. Because I've lost a lot. Of, I've lost, like, people I'm close to. Like, that shit, like, that, like, losing someone, that, that resonates with me. Like, I lost my brother, like, four years ago. Like, and that shit, like, it, it still hurts. So, like, like, watching him not be able to save his dad, but knowing he has the power to. It hurts, and that that shit that that was something that like actually resonated with me in that movie. But like, and, and that's literally it. That's the only parts of the movie I can actually remember. And condolences for that, and that's fine if that's how you resonated with MOS. That's cool. The point the point I'm trying to make now is that once Zach Shale comes out, I'll watch it. I'm gonna enjoy it, and then we can scoot it under the rug because for me, every time because number one. And I'll say this till I'm fucking blue in the face because it's the absolute fucking truth. For one, from a business standpoint, it's always going to be about the dollar. It's always going to be about 
who can beat who to the race. But at the same time, at the same time, once that interrupts the flow of creativity, and that's not just for Zach, that's for any fucking director, shit doesn't go well. Disney's managed to make it balanced and they've managed to make it work. But for some reason, those motherfuckers up there in Warner Brothers front office can't get that shit right. No, because don't. somehow corporate is going to clash with creative. It's just going to happen. So at, this, so at this point, at this point, with that being said, after 2021, even for the Batman, even for whatever the fuck else Warner Brothers is going to do with DC, I could give a shit about it because they lost me a long time ago. I could give a shit about it. I'll come on the podcast and I won't bring up Zack Snyder anymore unless I watch Army of the Dead or things oh, like that. Fucking... Un-DC, not DC related. Because so I can't, I can't. Go ahead. You were saying, Evan? Oh, I'm sorry. I I don't know why my phone kept cutting out, so I kept missing a lot of that, but it sounded like you guys were having some very spirited discussions in my absence. Uh, <laughs> yes. But no, look. You know, I, I, I may just be a, 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 a Marvel titty sucker on this one. Uh, we're all Marvel. We're all Marvel and Disney titty suckers now, bro. My family came home from Texas talking you know, about the fucking Mandalorian. We're all, know, we're Eric, all Disney Eric, titty suckers. You know what's amazing about your logic? I, I love your logic on this. When, when it comes to what's guaranteed and what's not guaranteed, I love the logic here. So it's not guaranteed that if DC would have done a structure similar to what Marvel did in terms of building it up, which is what every other successful franchise in the history of ever has done. Marvel didn't invent the concept of, Hey, if you build something up, there will be more anticipation for it. than if you just rush to get it out right then and there, there's no guarantee that would have worked, but it is a guarantee that Zack Snyder's JL would have made way more at the box office than Justice League. You have been on this show and have told me straight up that you would bet your last dollar. It's an absolute fact that it would have grossed a billion, even though Snyder couldn't break a billion with Batman and Superman. So I'm just, I'm just curious. How does that yeah, work but... where one's not a guarantee, but one, oh yeah, 100%. Because it's just what I believe. It's that's just me personally and my film opinion. That's what I believe. However, it tie it all ties back to the same old point that we get to at the end of these conversations whenever we bring up Warner Brothers, the DCU, or the MCU. We won't know. We'll just never fucking know. Because that's not the film they released. At least you could have given it gave it a chance. And I told you that I told you guys this two podcasts ago. Three. We could pull that up. I said if by some chance that Zach's JL isn't good this year or the upcoming year, if I, and I'm not, I'm not just saying everybody doesn't like it or some people like it and some people don't know. I'm talking about me. If I personally sit down and watch this movie and I don't mess with it, there's zero I'll say percent that. chance that I'm you're not going to say anything negative about Zach's JL. They're, I'm sorry. There. There is probably no not. What Zack Snyder but could if, put a fucking potato if. on a screen for four hours, and Eric would be on here telling me that it's just—it's amazing. 
it was it was it was it was spiritually yes. lifting. It was like it was it was his je ne sais quoi. I have nothing against Zack Snyder as a director. I actually think the guy has done some good films. I have told you I fuck with three hundred and I fuck with Watchmen. Both of those movies are great. He killed it. But he just doesn't do good de- he just doesn't do he like it just and, and they I've haven't even, been that great. I've it's even tried been, to defend yet, him. yet again. I have that's even respected tried to defend Snyder on this show. I have said things on the show like, you know, he was given an impossible task. But Snyder fans won't even agree with that whenever I say that you're not gonna have the impact in a team up movie if you just try, kind of throw it all together like they did as opposed to marvel having shown you the build-up and there was and i love the the comeback to that the comeback is the most condescending fucking bullshit i've ever heard where they say stuff like well we shouldn't have to spoon feed you everything i'm like it's not spoon feeding you self-righteous fuck what it is is good storytelling yeah, what did I what did I tell you on Snapchat when I when I talk when I talked to you about Batman v Superman? I said that this film has two identities. One half of it is trying to be its own unique individual story that could give a damn about building a cinematic universe. The other half of the identity of the movie comes off as a cinematic universe startup and a builder in a team movie. I told you that. And that's the identity that Batman v Superman will always struggle with. That's the one it's always going to have. And if some people stuck it, stuck with it, they stuck with it. If they didn't, they didn't. That's cool. But what I'm saying is that, and this is separate this shit from, from, from Zach even. This is just for any fucking studio. Even Marvel. And I'll leave it at this because I will not talk about this shit again on the fucking podcast. How in the fuck are you supposed to know what would have happened? Like David Ayer's talking about in his in his uh, apology, what shoulda, coulda, woulda been, what I would have done if I would have went back in time and did this. How will we know if you didn't do that to fucking begin with? How will we know that phase one of the DCEU wouldn't have been worth it all if you fucked up? Your one team movie. Yeah, you made your billion with Aquaman. That's cool. So I would call that I success. Get that. That's a success. So it was Wonder for Woman. Aquaman. But not a success. Not a success for your fucking team up movie though. Okay. And, but I'm, and I'm, then, I'm, I'm then, just gonna find it funny. It all off, I'll pass it back to you in just a moment. I'll just say this and I'll let y'all have at it. Excuse <laughs> bless you. Well, thank you. This shit has scarred me so fucking much because I don't want to see this shit happen to any of no one. This like Disney, Disney can work with any fucking director they want to, and they'll make that shit work because there's no clash. Same thing for any other fucking studio. It's just not gonna clash, and therefore harmony is there. But for some reason, for some fucking reason, and you can quote that on Chris Nolan, who's snapping off at them corporate motherfuckers now. For the HBO Max move, your most highest grossing director snapping off at you because you didn't tell him or any of the other talent that you have that you're releasing same day and theater at the same time. Cool move. 
but you didn't consult anybody about that shit. Why not? You just made that choice on your own. Same thing with these fucking movies. You just cutting shit out now just because you can without telling the director or anybody what you're going to fucking do, no matter if they're there or fucking not. That's how we operate at corporate now. I don't ever want to see that shit again with any other fucking movie studio. Disney ain't going to do that shit to us. Paramount, you'll never hear about them doing that shit. You'll never hear about Sony. You'll never hear about them doing that shit. They did it with Spider-Man 3. With which movie? Yeah. Okay, that I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that one. I, I can I can respect that. Even though even though for me personally, you know, it, Eric, it, I still enjoy Spider Man yeah. three. But I, I I'll give you that. I'll give you that right there. But you're not gonna hear about it on the mass scale of fuck up that Warner Brothers has Jesus for the past ten years. You'll never hear about it. That's uh, all well, before before we end off the podcast, since we've been going for well over an hour, just on this one segment, um. I'm going to say something. This could be a change of subject. I don't know. Evan might get pissed at me for this. But I've been thinking about this for a while since he mentioned it. But I've never seen Citizen Kane. Oh, I'm going to be honest. Me I fucking neither. Neither. I just threw it out there because Citizen No, just because <laughs> Citizen Kane is always hailed as like the greatest movie ever made. I just use I just use I've never seen that. I can't, I can't, I can't sit there and compare something to a great movie if I, I've never I, seen I, I a movie. Because what if I watch a movie? I could have said The Godfather. Oh, The Godfather's amazing. Or, or, I could have said that. Two, Look, real quick, or something, just to end this off. Look. Yeah. Eric. We call for, we call for, because the door of the Explorer goes to the tower. I understand where you get emotional on this. I get it. All right, I, I I do, and I'm somebody, and this is kind of why I really cool. resent the the MCU titty sucker remark. Uh, I'm I, I'm somebody, and, I'll and take I mean, that, for the I'll record, take that back. you know, I'd I'll rather be a, a, a MCU titty sucker than a Snyder cum guzzler. But, but <laughs> that being said, I understand the frustration because I'm somebody like you. I've grown up with DC Comics. I've grown I've grown up loving this brand. I've grown up with Batman and Superman. I wore the shirts. I had the lunch boxes. I watched the cartoons. And I have had to watch in horror as DC has torn itself right out. It's it's just happened. Either the the, the, the the Arrowverse is falling apart. People are starting to lose interest. Thousands of I lost interest after thousands like of layoffs happening, four. or hundreds of layoffs happening at comic book distributors for DC. the The interest in DC is declining, and it hurts, especially the deeds in Sanford declining comics. As I have to watch Marvel at the same time achieve untold heights. And so yeah, I get the frustration. I get No, no, you you don't understand the frustration. Because you fucking think that this shit's always about fucking Zach. Zach just happens that, that's to be the not director me, who's Eric, in the fucking that's seat not me that makes of this shit. About Zach, that's you. My take is this. Had it been any other director who did this shit, 
and Warner Brothers did the exact same to them, I would be riding hard for the, any other director. Eric, Eric, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been here for how many podcasts now? Like, what, three, four? Three or four? I think it's like three or four three. long. Yeah. Three. And then every single podcast, me and you, or you and Evan, get into some argument about WB well, and I mean, Zack Snyder. Because it's impossible to bring up a DCEU without the one person you fucking hire to just do stop the shit. for a sec, bro. If just it was... stop. Look, I actually do understand the frustration because I've been watching the movies too. The problem I have with your theory, and, and I'll say this, is that in this instance, I think Zach missed the mark, which you agree is okay to think that because movies are subjective. And I'm not the only person who thought that. Tons of other people did too. That's why the decision was made. I understand your frustration. You enjoyed Man of Steel. You enjoyed VBS. You felt scarred when you saw Justice League. So did I. So did I. I hurt just like you hurt. I mean, I can't really get into this argument mainly because of the fact that, you know, I'm not really a DC person. Because my favorite Superman, my well, favorite I mean, superhero has always been fucking Spider-Man. Dude. I like more Marvel characters than DC. When I say DC, I mostly mean Batman. I've grown up on, I've grown up on Batman. <laughs> yeah. that's that's just where DC's been for the past forever. Well, but no, but with like, all of their superhero movies, it's always been I, Batman. The difference in this is you try to completely absolve Zack Snyder. You try to make him blameless. My thing is, he had creative control in BVS. Warner Brothers didn't fuck that film up. Yes, the ultimate edition. <laughs> yes, the oh, yes, the ultimate right, edition ahead, is better ahead, than the theatrical cut. But it's not like it took the movie from, you know, a six to a ten. Oh yeah, it did. Trust me, it did. No, it took it from Thank a six you, to a six point three. It took that. See, it took Eric, that hoe from a six to a ten. No, I have seen both, dude. I have seen. So if I, I was in the fucking both. theater, <laughs> and it was just, it just, it didn't add much to it. Yeah, it did. Trust me, a three to me, it did a three-hour movie with all of its complete footage compared gives to a two-hour more context and more depth movie. to a story than a fucking yeah, two-hour forty-five-minute cut. Warner Brothers. That's cut. fifteen whole minutes. Warner fifteen Brothers whole minutes. Took it from cut. a six to a ten. That, but I mean, in your mind, no. Eric, it took it from a ten to way a ten. more. Than, in your mind, it was already a ten, and this this kept it in. way more than that. Now, if Ultimate Edition would have gotten released in theaters as it was, and it was the same reaction, I would still respect that. If people still thought the same thing, cool. But people have still seen Ultimate Edition, and it's still the same reaction. Oh. They didn't add much to the movie. <laughs> and I respect that. I respect that. But in terms no, you didn't. Eric, you literally just argued me. You called you me an MCU bro. titty sucker whenever I was pushing back on Snyder. Because the MCU can do no wrong. I even wasn't though I thought even talking about the MCU, they did. They did wrong on that. Eric, that did not. Eric, it was a great movie. I, I could have never watched an MCU movie a day in my life, and I would still be telling you that there's a lot in BVS that went wrong. There was a lot that Zach missed the mark on in BVS that went wrong. I don't have to watch the MCU to tell you that, Eric. Well, that's just not simply where I'm at. 
Well, I'm sorry. That's just Warner not Brothers simply where I'm at. Make movies and we got two. Di- we got two different conflicting views here. We got two different conflicting views here, because someone fails to acknowledge whose fault this shit really is. And, and someone not, fails not, to I'm acknowledge not, that Zack Snyder is not that great. I acknowledge at that Warner DC. Brothers made some mistakes in the way they structured this. They have no. But I they're know, not all to blame. Matt, that's what we're trying the, to tell the you. You had structure. It was like it was a disaster. So because was, you thought, so because you thought that Man of Steel and BVS were terrible, were bad movies. Not you per se, but people in general, because they thought that those films were not good, and they got mixed reviews or negative reviews. Does it justify? Does it justify copying? So Eric, does let it? me ask you something. If you were coaching a football team and you were running this offensive scheme and it wasn't doing so well, it was getting mixed reviews because your offensive coordinator is getting mixed reviews. Would you go get another one who is running an offense that seems to be working pretty well? (laughs) Fuck no, because that's football. Footballs have different philosophies. We can take Auburn, for example. But Nick Saban did that exact thing, dude, and that's why people hail him so much because he had an offense in 2012 and 13 that it was becoming obvious it wasn't working anymore. So he brought in another guy who runs a different offense, and that's what Warner Brothers did. They had Zach, and they're like, well, wait a minute. This, you know, the reviews, people aren't biting as much as we need them to. So we can go forward and make money and get better studios and get better CGI and everything else in the world. So we have to go a different direction. It's called it's called business. If you if if anyone if anyone in their fucking mind up there at Warner Brothers thought that, hey, I would have at least respected it if you would have got JJ or someone else. But you said we're just going to go right across and get the exact same guy who did the Avengers and think that it's going to work the same way for the Justice League. Or wow. oh, they said go grab a good director. Wow. Joss is a good director. Exactly. But that doesn't guarantee that the magic that he worked with the Avengers no, or whatever but Eric, he did the with the one Avengers certainty here, was going to work for Justice League. And the one you fail to acknowledge is what they base this on, which is the fact that Zack Snyder is not delivering. That's not the way I saw it. I thought the fucking guy delivered. It's just that everyone else in the world and th- seems to not think that. Holy and that's fuck. Exactly. It, I called think he's to get it. So I'm the fucking one that's wrong just because I happen to hail no, Zack Eric, Snyder's movies not. in a higher regard I'm than I do anybody else. I'm trying to make else. you see why. Yes, majority in film, like you want more people to see your you want good reviews from people. What's the point in continually making films that you've tried and seen have mixed reviews? What's the point in putting all that film or, or, or all that money into a project that you're not guaranteed you're going to get all your money back on. Well, that's why they call it risk. This but see, is Eric, Hollywood. they look that's across the bay. You don't abandon this other ship. guy who just delivered a billion dollars. 
Like, okay, so here's here's the things that neither of you are talking about. Yes, you know, they got Josh Whedon, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, they plucked him because he, he did the Avengers movie. He's a good director. But more than that, he's a good superhero director. He was really good at making that super, uh, those superhero movies, was he not? They're like, well, he is our best bet. J.J. Abrams was good at what? Fucking Star Trek? Star Wars? That's not what we're going for. We're going for superheroes. So we need a good director who's good at superheroes. And, you know, Zack Snyder's daughter just died. He is out of commission for a while. We need to do something with this. Quote-unquote, quote-unquote, bring in a director to finish the film. That's what Warner Brothers said. They didn't say, bring in a director, let's give him about 300 some million for him to reshoot 60% of the movie. That totally different ordeal there. So you can see, you can understand my shadiness when I, when I talk about this. Because if you would have bought in Joss to finish the film, I got that. That's one thing. Totally because different. of the fact they can't bring someone in. And just put their name over fucking Zack Snyder when he didn't do anything. They can't release Zack Snyder's cut without his, without him being there and his permission and all this and that. There's tons of fucking legal logistics that go with it. Yeah. They're like, fuck it, that sixty percent. That that also doesn't mean film a piece of shit and then also slap <laughs> slap Zack Snyder's name on that too, like they did. So, you know. But you know what? I'm off it. I'm off it now. I'm not even going to bring that shit up. I'm not going to bring up Zach yeah, again will. because the shit's just too fucking sensitive. No, I won't. I give it 20 mm-hmm. minutes, Evan. I won't bring this shit up again. I give it, I give it 20 minutes. I won't bring this shit up again because the I mean, shit's too Eric, deep. It's really not the shit's that just too deep, fucking man. Deep. I mean, look. That's like fucking ankle water, dude. For me, it is. When you have a director that you hail in high regard, that shit is. But it's just not the case because everybody's different. Everybody well, has yeah, their own if, you, if you hail someone as a higher regard, exact it's really hard to see Matt, the flaws. You it. I've seen, bro. You said you don't hold the DC movies. You hold Zack Snyder to a high regard. If you hold someone to such a high regard, it's so hard to see their flaws because they're so high up. That's not to say that everyone doesn't make a perfect film. I mean, I'm not Matt, saying that this Zach is the same guy who wanted time. to put Zach at the same table of no one. Oh, when was the last time Nolan made a bad movie, by the way, Evan, since we're on that train? Well, the only ones he? I've ever seen, let me think, the, from the ones I've seen, he may have made a bad film. I mean, I haven't. Since I've when? only seen four of them. So, because I got I got Chris and I got Chris in my top five. I hold Chris in very high regard. Yeah, you to are. me, he's done no wrong, and until he does, then I'll change my opinion. I just watched Tenet. I mean, I, I saw Inception be, and I saw the three Dark Knight movies. So, I mean, of those four, I mean, I don't. I, I feel like I. Exactly. I understand the the route you're trying to take, Eric. You're trying to take the route of. Oh, I'm biased. Well, you're biased toward Nolan because you're always praising him. I didn't. I, I didn't see say you were. I didn't say you were. I'm saying see where you... when a director. Can that's he... not what I'm saying. What that's I'm not what saying, you're saying. What I'm saying is that up until it, if a director does make a bad movie that you happen to like, I'll admit it. If I go see a Zach movie and I just personally downright hate the shit, I will say so. 
But until that point happens, it's just not the case. That's why I hold him in high regard. Until George, in my opinion, Lucas, made a bad Star Wars movie, which I don't think he ever has. That's a weird middle name for George to have. I didn't know that was his middle name. George Lucas, just Lucas. George, in my opinion, Lucas. George, in my fucking opinion, Lucas. If Chris, no, Nolan, you're adding shit. If Chris Nolan, oh God forbid, if Chris Nolan ever drops the fucking ball on a movie. Well, I sure. I mean, so. I, I would too. If I, I would too. I, I really don't have any personal affection toward Nolan. I was just making the comment about how ludicrous this, this, about how ludicrous go. it is go ahead, to go ahead. say that a guy who dropped the ball on making a cinematic universe, he had great moments in it, but it was not without its flaws, to compare him to a guy who took DC, and, 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 and you can say whatever you want about, oh, it was just Batman. Yeah, it was just Batman, but that's still DC, took it to the literal highest peak it has ever seen. To say that those two guys should be sitting at the same table is laughable. Because to me, in my opinion, Zach has never made a bad movie. That's why I put him up there. That's why I put Chris up there, because they've never made bad movies. Bad movies and Chris Nolan and Zack Snyder don't even go in the same fucking sense. No, but Snyder and bad CGI don't. fuck does. No. Mediocre movies and Zack Snyder sure does. In y'all's opinion, they do, but not to me. In my opinion. That's not the general consensus for me. You see, but here's the thing is, Evan, you're talking about flaws and this and that, and so are you. But flaws don't necessarily make a movie bad. Like, think about Endgame. Like, in Avengers Endgame. There was a humongous fucking flaw in the infight that no one talked about. Which is whenever when Ant Man and the Wasp get into the fan into the van, they're so they're talking and everything's going fine. The camera zooms out and you can see Giant Man throwing a fucking Chitari soldier. How can he be throwing a Chitari soldier if he's in the van? Well, that's that's filming. All all, all films do that. That's all. I know, but I'm saying not not. I know. I'm saying, but the whole reason for that was because of the fact they had two separate. Um, Two separate scenes for that filmed, yeah. and they end up using not. They ended up not using one. Uh, the scene that they had filled was like them all like gathered together in a crater, talking about what to do next. You know, it's gonna be like oh, character about the characters bouncing off each other, so it's gonna be like really funny and really cool and it's great. And then Black Panther and Captain America are gonna book it to the van, right? Like they did, like they did at the start of the fight for uh, Infinity War. That was the plan for that, but then they realized that oh, well, we can't have all the meat in the crater. And still have the entire fight going on, so it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, but um, so like flaws don't make a movie bad. Bad storytelling makes a movie bad. Like I can point out, I can point out tons of flaws in different movies because that's what I do. I'll sit there and I'll pay attention to shit, not sit there and find little details and this and that. It's not bad. It's not flaws that make movies bad because every movie has at least has at least fifteen to thirty flaws. And my my say in this on just this last little statement and this just wrap this all up for me. My whole issue with right now and 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 uh, that that I have with fans of Snyder because you mentioned bad storytelling. 
this is my favorite line that I hear from these people is whenever you're, you're pointing out parts in the story that are just kind of wonky, like Martha, you know, her mom said the same name. Whoa. But if you tell <laughs> a supporter that, you know what you'll get, Matt? Some extremely condescending, very just the, the most arrogant, posh stuff I've ever heard. Oh, well, you just didn't get what was happening. You, you clearly didn't understand it. Because, yeah. You I mean what Eric said two podcasts ago? I didn't say I didn't say anybody didn't understand that. Yes, you did. Because I was like, oh, you know, Every, we have the same name, best friends, and you're like, well, we clearly you didn't understand that. 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 I said that that wasn't the it point. It goes past that. That is just one example of a laundry, and I'm seeing it already with the cut. People are pointing out dark side looking like the dollar store version. And then the first defense I get is, oh, no, no, you, you just don't get it because, see, that's a young dark side. And see, so he doesn't have his armor. And I'm like, no, I mean, he looks terrible. Like, he looks cheap. Oh, well, 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 well that, that's just because it's not finished yet. <laughs> Nervous sweating. It's just, you know, you, you look at it, clearly it's not finished. And I'm like. Okay, you had me up until you said nervous sweating. Like, I what the fuck was that, Evan? (laughs) Are we using are we are we using asterisks now? Like, are we just just like I know you've been fighting for it for three years. I get you don't want to hear anyone shit talk it, but for God's sakes, stop trying to 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 make me look at terrible CGI. (sighs) After I've seen the and and I am going to compare this to the MCU because the MCU CGI. Let me go back to my MCU titty sucking, because uh, I do, because I do love to suck on titties. Uh, th- like I said, you know, compare that Thanos to this dark side, and it's like dollar store knockoff. Vision, and I already know the defense. Oh wait, that's young dark side. Oh wait, that's it's not Thanos. There is literally a laundry list that this cult following has. Of defenses for this guy, and it it ne- it never fails to amaze me. Well, yeah, you know. Okay, so I think we should start ending the podcast soon because it's starting to get a bunch that, of two that hours. Was my closing remark. Uh, but yeah, but my closing remark is going to be, you know. Uh, Sure. Yeah, we 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 shit on we we shit on jo- Josh's league, and we also shit on, uh, you know, Man of Steel and BVS and shit like that. But Eric actually really enjoys them, and you know that's that's him. It's his opinion. You know, he can enjoy them. Um, you know, things you can enjoy things and still pick up the flaws. Um, like with um, Halo Infinite, I fucking love Halo. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. You can call me. You can call me a Halo fanboy if you want. Or a Halo titty sucker, I really don't care. But I love Halo. And when I saw the Halo Infinite trailer, I was really excited. But people, you know, point out how the brute looks really fucking, like, gross. Dollar Tree brute or some shit. And, like, yeah, he does, but it's still in development. And, you know, but I'm not over here. Like, he looks fucking dumb. Or with Cyberpunk, how Cyberpunk looks really fucking shitty. But so did No Man's Sky. So, you know, No Man's Sky. I don't know. Where, do you, 
Did, did you follow the whole development process with No Man's Sky, Evan? Do what? Didn't they fix that game already? Do you follow the whole development uh, process of No Man's Sky? Uh, no, I did not. So basically, we were promised a whole bunch of shit that we didn't get at launch. And to answer your question, Eric, yes, they did. They fixed it, and they gave us more than what we asked for. And so it was honestly really cool. So we actually had a lot of shit that we didn't that we didn't know we wanted, but we needed, apparently. Um, and it kind of reminds me of this, of this comic I saw that people will replace it, replace with what's on the screen. These guys playing a game. Uh, there's one guy standing behind the couch, and he's like, oh, you know, it's buggy. You know, it's trash. And he just starts steadily getting angrier and angrier. Eventually, he starts yelling, stop having fun. It's like, well, Evan, right now, what me and you are doing, Eric, is we're being that guy behind the couch. Like, it's his, he not, enjoys not it. Really. Let's, let's, not, let's not really. Let's just let him enjoy it. That, no, I know no, what no, I'm no, saying. No. Get this. Understand this. Every opinion that you guys have had is a good opinion, and I respect that. It's hard for me. No, to hold on, Eric. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Like I, I mean, yeah, we're shitting on it, but I'm not. I think the whole thing is we've been trying to get him to change his point of view, but we really, we we really need to. Titty sucker. Yeah, that shit was kind of funny though. You got. I already. was kind of funny. I already took it back. Oh, I already um, took it back. Nah, that was that was kind of, that was kind of funny. I don't care. That was hilarious. Bro. Fucking bro. Zack Snyder clone goes over That shit was. I was up. Bro. <laughs> but like, we got we gotta let people enjoy what they enjoy. And I think I think everyone should take from this, like even the people listening, let people enjoy what they enjoy. Unless their enjoyment's little kids, then burn them. That's my opinion. But um, let people enjoy what they enjoy. And if they enjoy feet, let them enjoy feet. Like I mean, I don't really give a shit. It's not really my. Th- um, they enjoy fucking for some reason playing Super Smash Brothers Melee. Let them play Super Smash Brothers Melee. Like if they enjoy, like let them enjoy things. Unless it's illegal, like crack. So no more rehab. Please, um, children, to hell immediately. First, like one way ticket to hell. Yeah. Um, like let people enjoy shit. Like if you sit there and you get mad at people for enjoying something you don't like, you end up just sounding like an asshole, and you end up just sounding. I mean, pretentious. Like you know what everybody should like, and it's just it's kind of stupid to me. Under understand this, you guys don't come off as assholes, but you're just expressing your opinions, and me being passionate about it and the way I'm speaking on it is just because there's no way that I can ever look at superheroes or these characters or Star Wars or anything from a standpoint of business. I can never do it because I'm a creator at heart. I have my own stories. I have my own things that I like to create. I'm a creator at heart. So I'm always looking at creator, creator first over studio corporate plan whatever the case may be i'm always looking at what the creator wants to do no matter who the director is no matter who the creator is i'm looking at what they want to do because i'm a creator first over everything and i'll admit that 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 does that does make me biased towards Zack snyder that makes me biased towards george lucas that makes me biased towards a lot of things because i've always i'm craving the creative part of it but once once creative just like starts to clash with the overall thing like trying to make it work for everybody Matt we just witnessed Jay House history because Eric finally after three years of doing this podcast with him admits his bias towards Snyder thank you continue 
that's <laughs> and that's towards any any director that you're gonna hear in the future from me talk about. I have a bias toward them, and I will openly admit that because I'm creator first before all of this billion dollar mark shit. I'm a creator first before we start talking about marketing and you know what works and what doesn't. I'm always gonna be that. So from a creator standpoint. You just have to do the shit, make the shit. If people don't like it, they don't like it. You fail, try again, fine, do something else. I don't care. But as a creator, if you are a creator, which corporate places are literally not, don't be no bitch and copy somebody else. Just don't do that. And that's just me from a creative standpoint. That's just me venting as a creator. Don't do no bullshit like that because that shit is like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, and even like Tom Holland, for example. I may not like Tom Holland's Spider Man as much as I do Andrew and Toby's. That doesn't make Holland's Spider Man bad. He's just not interesting to me. He's good to other people, just not to me. But at least Disney is doing what they do with the character and they're creating something new. Keyword create. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. My brain immediately went to this just fucking this Wojak meme where it's like, no, you can't like Spider-Man. He's stupid. The guy goes, Spider-Man, go thwip, thwip. That's, that's all. That's all. That's that's my ending point. That's all I'm saying. If, as a creative person, just don't do that shit. Thank, Thank you for, for joining. joining. This, this has been, been another, another edition, edition of J House Radio. Radio.